0: Hello, and welcome back to Two Crows Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes, and you've entered the strange and unusual. People loved the cryptid podcast episode, and it was requested to do South Dakota. The Mini Washitu, to be specific. The legend of the Dakota Nation tells the story of the Mini Washitu, a Missouri River monster of terrifying appearance and effect. Author Melvin Randolph Gilmore, the one-time curator of the North Dakota State Historical Society, wrote about the Miniwashitu back in 1921. It was said that in the long ago, there was a mysterious being within the stream of the Missouri River. It was seldom seen by humans and was most dreadful to see. It is said that sometimes it was seen within the waters in the middle of the stream, causing a redness shining like fire as it passed up the stream against the current with a terrific roaring sound. They say that if this dreadful being was seen by anyone in the daytime, that person would become crazy and continued restlessness and writhing as though in pain until he was relieved by death. It is said that one time, not very great many years ago, this frightful being was seen by a man. He told the story of how it appeared. He said that it was of strange form and covered all over with hair like a buffalo, but it was red That it had only one eye in the middle of its forehead, and above that, a single horn. Its backbone stood out notched and jagged like an enormous saw. As soon as the man beheld the awful sight, everything became dark to him. He said he was just able to reach home, but he lost his reason, and soon after that, he perished It is said this mysterious mini-washitu, water monster, still lives in the Missouri River, and in the springtime it emerges and makes its way back up the river against the current, breaking the ice and thawing the waters. In Bismarck, the state capital, the first frost can arrive in September and below freezing temperatures can stretch into May, This is very true. My first year in Minnesota in 2017, we had a snowstorm in May. By December, ice coats the width of the Missouri River, sometimes in a sheet as thick as six feet, and the icy mass can block passage along the waterway near Bismarck for three months or more. But spring in North Dakota can be a monster, too. Among the indigenous people, it was a fearsome beast. The peoples settled along the banks of the Missouri River and its tributaries, including the Hart River just to the south of modern-day Bismarck and Knife River 50 miles to the north sometime between 1100 and 1300. By the time white fur traders arrived centuries later, the Mandan and other indigenous communities that made their home there had already turned the stretch of the Missouri River into a thriving hub for trade. The river and the goods that passed along it were vital for the agricultural Mandan people, so the winter months must have been a trial. Warmer weather and the groaning ice should have been a sign of salvation but before the river could begin to run again the mini water monster had to appear this was their sign of the changing of seasons though many mandan traditions have since been lost legends of mini washitu still live along the missouri river and its north dakota tributaries but he is not so frightening now a recent description by KXN News, Western North Dakota's CBS affiliate, insists that the bipedal buffalo is a pescatarian subsiding on plants, fish, and grass. And though cryptid aficionados have likened the creature to a cross between West Virginia's aggressive saber toothed sheep squash. And the southwest blood-sucking chupacabra, most modern renderings of mini-washitu show it as an amiable cycloptic unicorn. But if you hear a terrific roar along the Missouri River during the day, just remember to look away and let the hard-working water monster usher in spring. And if you go to the Theodore Roosevelt National Park, on their website it says... Be sure to practice the buddy system and take a friend with you because the Mini Washitu may be lying in wait. The Mini Washitu is a frightening water monster said to live in the Missouri River in North Dakota in and around Theodore Roosevelt National Park. The creature resembles a bison but with some serpentine aquatic features. As the legend goes, the creature is almost never seen out of the water. But it is bipedal, so be prepared to run if it leaves the river and approaches you. As the legend goes, if a human looked upon the mini-washitu in the daylight, they would go insane and shortly afterwards they'll die. Though we may never look at the Theodore Roosevelt National Park the same way again after learning about the mythical beast, our artists were so intrigued by the stories of the creature that they created an original poster design of the mini Washitsu available as a poster, print, canvas, metal sign, mini canvas, note cards, postcards, and rendering would make for an excellent souvenir. Always a little push for a sale in there, isn't there? I wonder if the mini Washitu likes his portrait on these posters and postcards. Are we allowed to look at those during the day? It's funny that I can't find a lot of accounts about this thing. I can only find the one by that guy, but you would think there would be a lot more accounts, but I guess they all died. So if any of the people who wrote into me, which was multiple about this thing, which apparently is seen in North and South Dakota, um, if you've seen him, let me know and I will add your story in there. So another state that I had highly requested was Nebraska. Shockingly, another water monster, but this one's from a lake. I'm gonna butcher this name so bad. Nebraska's lake monster... Giganticus Brutervius. Brutervius? I'm gonna call him GB. Now this one, I'm getting information from history.nebraska.gov, so that's pretty fun. Swimmers in Nebraska ponds, lakes, and waterways face typical summer hazards such as sunburns, snapping turtles, and thunderstorms. But at least they don't have to worry about monsters. Or do they? Lake Walgreen, a 50-acre lake located in Sheridan County near Hay Springs, has a storied history of harboring Nebraska's best-known lake monster. The Lake Walgreen monster has been variously described as a large catfish, a large mud puppy, and even as a giant horned alligator-like beast that devours livestock and waterfowl. Maybe there's multiple monsters, guys. Its size has varied story to story, from the size of a yearling deer to a two-foot broad and 10 or 12 foot long creature. One report said it spouted water like a whale. The first official reports appeared in Hay Springs News in the 1920s. An article on September 16th, hey, that's the day after my birthday, was headlined, If it isn't a whale, it's a whaler of an animal. A subsequent article on October 21st discussed a proposed event to catch the monster but game officials did not think they had a scene large enough to hold him, so the undertaking was delayed indefinitely. The August eleventh, 1922 issue reported the huge water animal again seen on surface. The Omaha World Herald picked the story up in 1923 when a man named J.A. Johnson He claimed he and his friends saw a water monster, 40 feet long, dull, gray-brown in color with a horn-like object between its eyes and nostrils. They said it looked similar to an alligator, but was bigger and heavier than an alligator. When the creature noticed them, it emitted a dreadful roar, thrashed its tail about, and then drove underwater. Following the World Herald's coverage, the story was picked up by several other newspapers, including the London Times. By far the most vivid picture of the action and features of medieval monster, which for three years has been terrifying the natives of the vicinity of Alkali Lake near the small town of Hay Springs, Nebraska, USA, was received by our Omaha, Nebraska correspondent today. That was written in the folklore pamphlet in Marie Sandoz's 1935 biography of her father, Old Jules. It is said, Alkali Lake, near Hay Springs, where the early sky pilot dipped their converts, was inhabited by a sea monster. With a head like an oil barrel, shiny black in the moonlight, some thought a survival of the coal age but John Burroughs and other fundamentalists of the flats knew better. The same devil that scattered the fossil bones over the earth to confound those of little faith could plant a sea monster among the sinners. Real estate must be moving slow in the flats, Jules laughed. When Andy came in, he asked if he had seen anything of the monster. The little grub line rider took the Jews' harp from between his leathery lips no can't say i has but i seen lots of the stuff from fellas as sees i'm drinks i think i've met that guy at a bar down in nebraska before the legend continued to grow even after the purported eyewitness accounts dwindled in July 1938, the Federal Writers Project in Nebraska published a version of the monster's story in number 13 of the monthly Tall Tales publication. Since long before the time of old Jules, a monster sea serpent has inhabited Alkali Walgren Lake, a few miles southeast of Hay Springs. He is one of the few inland sea serpents in the world. Sometime down through the years, possibly to distinguish him from other sea serpents known for their phenomenal appearance, he acquired the name of Giganticus Brutervius. GB. We're calling him GB. So formidable as GB that when he comes to the surface of the water, the earth trembles and the skies cloud over those who have been brave enough and strong enough to endure a glance at him say that his flashing green eyes spit fire that with a head like a huge oil barrel he looks like something one sees in a very bad dream and that the least movement of his big pointed ears causes a tempest on the lake as he rears and flips his powerful tail The farmers become seasick for miles around. When he comes ashore to devour his daily rations of a dozen calves, a mist arises, so thick that travelers cannot make their way through it, and his flashing eyes color the mist a murky green, the gnashing of his teeth sound like clap after clap of thunder. This account also tells of more developed plans to catch the monster by dragging the lake. The townspeople estimated the cost of dragging the lake at approximately $1,000. The landowners, however, asked 4000 for at least three months' lease of the lake and adjacent land, and the Investigation Association would not agree to this price. With this important level of mystery remaining, the legend was retold to cover story of the January 1962 issue of Outdoor Nebraska, as Nebraska Land magazine was then known. The article gave the monster supernatural powers as well as a terrifying physical presence. One of his abilities was to influence the water— Naturally, his victims were not Nebraskans, but Eastern innocents. One group of Eastern innocents was traveling south out of Haysprings, when without any cause, the clear sky clouded over and the heavens rumbled. Before the travelers knew it, they were surrounded by a mist so thick they couldn't see where they were going. They decided the best thing to do would be to get back to Haysprings. But the mist began to get green, and the earth was rolling beneath them, and their car was bouncing along at a terrible speed. When they finally escaped the horrible shroud, the dudes discovered that they had been bounced all the way to Valentine, yet of course, this might have been exaggerated. They probably got to Gordon. This article tried to explain why sightings of Giganticus had dwindled since the 1920s. Then an especially intelligent native, came up with the idea. If they just ignored Gigantus, maybe he would go away. Hayspringers followed this plan, and no matter what trick the monster tried, it didn't attract any attention. Either bored with life or disgusted that he couldn't create too much of a stir anymore. Giganticus... Why does it say Gigantus in one part and Giganticus in another? This is really bothering me. He stopped making appearances. Just what did happen to him isn't known. Some think he was gone into some subterranean retreat. Others think that perhaps he has deserted the lake altogether and is now residing in Scotland. Hmm. He wanted to go be friends with Nessie. But Hayspringers have never forgotten their monster. The Hayspring Centennial Committee in 1985 created a commemorative Lake Walgren monster t-shirt and buttons to promote their event. According to the NSHS website, they used the description of local resident J.A. Johnson in 1923 for their illustration but most of the designs have removed the horn-like object between its eyes and nostrils that Johnson described. The NSHS website says, some have speculated that Johnson actually saw an unusually large beaver. While the first published reports of monster sightings started in the 1920s, the legacy of the Walgren Lake monster continues today. The most remarkable part of the story might not be the monster itself, but the enduring legacy of a monster story and the collaborative ability of Nebraskans to keep it going. And in case it's not a hoax, make sure you apply monster repellent along with your sunblock and bug spray this summer. Aww, that was a fun one. I want to go there. It's not that far from me. I drive through Nebraska a lot to get to other states, and it would be nice to have somewhere to actually stop that wasn't just in the middle of nowhere. If you want to hear about your state or area's cryptid, write in to me and I will read about it because these are fascinating. I'd never heard of either of these. And it's a fun little break from terrible news or little life things going on stories to help others is it's nice to have those but these breaks of paranormal or cryptid activity is really fun for me make sure you're following if you're not already give five star reviews because that helps me get seen and if you think that it's worth contributing for my research as well as just my time and all of the different streaming services I need to be able to run this podcast, my Patreon will be linked below, but it's patreon.com slash Tyler Holmes, T-Y-L-A-R-H-O-L-M-E-S. And I have tiers as low as $3 a month and you get episodes early no matter what tier that you're in there's added benefits to each tier above but it'll let you know what those are when you're deciding but I would be so thankful even the three dollars a month helps me I appreciate all of you every single one listening and again thanks for joining the crow's nest and I'll see you next time on two crows crow out